The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to You're Gonna Love Me, the podcast where we open the eyes, the ears, and the hearts of anyone who has judged or been judged. Well, hopefully. I'm your host, Katie Maloney. Hello, everyone. Well, oh my heck. <laughs> oh my heck. Today I have on Miss Lala. Give them Lala. I love how you say that. And I love that you said, oh my heck. That is so Utah. Well, I'm, I'm foreshadowing for our, our talking about Utah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. I haven't heard, oh my heck, in so long. What were some of the other things I would say? Like they say, like, oh my heck. Friggin'. F- friggin' or fudge. Fudge. Yeah. Like you're going to be up a creek instead of up a creek, <laughs> like a foreign language. I love like I love the the Utah Mormon slang for like swearing, but not swearing. Those are my favorite, too. I feel like you have a Utah accent a little bit. I have a really unless the only time I can really get rid of it is when I have a script and I need to make sure I don't have my little Utah twang. Otherwise, it's there. It's really hard to describe what the accent is to people because sometimes they'll they'll ask me and I'm like, I don't know. I just know when I hear it. Same. It's almost like it's very jaw-y. Like the jaw has a lot of… Is it? Yeah. It's just kind of… It's like a little bit of a… They'll say like mountain. Yeah. Definitely a lack in like the T's. Yeah. In words. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I love. I love that we're both from Utah. That's my favorite thing. When I find girls from Utah, I'm like, boom, sister wives. It's like a little club. It is a club. <laughs> Pardon. But we grew up… Okay, so I grew up in Park City. You grew up in Salt Lake, which they're about, what, 20 miles? It's quick. It, like, if I were to drive from my house that I grew up into yours, it would be like 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Easy. Like, what are some of your favorite, like, Utah memories from being… Or growing up, being a kid, like what were some of like the traditions or the just the things that you would do like every summer or what stands out in your mind? For wintertime, and I was never a big, I just like didn't function well in the cold. So when my parents tried to make me ski or do anything like that, I just don't see it like being safe, strapping something to your feet and like flying down a mountain. So, so did you grow up not skiing or snowboarding or anything? No. So my parents made me. And then one night in the seventh grade, they took me night skiing. And I literally, when I say I skied off the edge of the mountain and had to get rescued, I'm being serious. And after that, they like didn't make me do it anymore. My fondest memories are in Lake Powell. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, like the Kardashian-Jenner clan have now discovered this joint. And I'm like, if you guys turn this into a like bougie place where everyone comes, I'm going to be pissed. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, no, no one has heard of Lake Powell. I feel like whenever I talk to people, they're like, oh, is it like Lake Havasu? I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. Not even close. Well, I mean, it's close in like maybe proximity. But the, the look of it… And the vibe, the vibe is so different. Like Randall kept saying, is Lake Powell like Lake Mead? I was like, it husband. It was, no. I mean, kind of more resembles a little bit because they've got the, the red rocks, kind of canyon type vibes in certain areas. But I mean, nothing really compares to Lake Powell. That's how I feel. It's such a gorgeous, I mean, look it up, people. 
Don't look need it up, people. Don't <laughs> go there. Like, no, 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 Don't no, no, touch no, no, no. that joint. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, listen, my hometown is like a complete, like, everyone knows it from Sundance. And I'm like, great. Like, yes. Isn't that There's weird? There's a Sundance Film Festival there every year. But you don't get the the full like Park City experience during Sundance because everything's like closed down. All the restaurants or certain venues get rented out and turned into something completely different. Yeah. They're like turning joints into town nightclub. <laughs> it's very strange. Yeah. People are like, you got a towel there. I'm like, no, we don't. That's like something that they bring into like a lumber yard. Right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's not an actual nightclub that doesn't exist there. I mean, and also the people that are from and live in Park City are completely different than people from LA or, you know, Miami or New York. They're like straight up. It's a different swag (laughs) in Park City. It is. You guys were bougie up in PC though. I mean, yeah, there's definitely a lot of money there. Yes. A lot. Yeah. A lot of big homes, but like my family, like we had a beautiful home and you know, it was fine. But like comparatively to some friends who had like indoor swimming pools and elevators and these massive houses. And I remember in high school, kids would be getting brand new BMWs and Range Rovers for their 16th birthday. And I'm like, what does a 16 year old need with this luxury vehicle? I know. No, I I had the same type of high school where I was like, I'm like in my dad's Ford Expedition, whipping this thing around like it's a freaking Fiat for real. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I had a Ford Focus. I had a couple Ford Focuses because I just, I liked it. It was a sturdy car, reliable. Yeah. And then I, my second one I had, I totaled in the Parley's Canyon. The accident that changed where you're now like, I'll drive if we go. Oh yeah. It turned me into a psychopath where I have to drive all of the time. I don't like other people's driving really pisses me off when people are on their phone or not paying attention or don't have like their hands on the wheel. I flip out because I know how fast those accidents happen. I looked down. I was so I was driving up from Salt Lake because I lived in Salt Lake at the time and I was working in Park City. So it was in the morning time and it just rained. And so the, you know, after it rains when the oil rises up, so the, the streets are like extra slippery. And I looked down for a second to adjust the air or the heat in my car. And I looked up and I had... I was so close to the median. And so I overcorrected and lost control of my car and was fishtailing. And then I finally like came around, hit like front on on the median and bounced all around. Like the whole frame of my car was ruined. And I like, when I finally stopped, the back end of my car was up against the median. And like, so I was like perpendicular. And I looked behind me, all the traffic had stopped. So ever since then, I'm like, mm. how old were you when that happened? 1920. Yeah, no, that shit will shake you up. Yeah. So everyone drive careful. And also accidents happen faster. And even the faster you're going, the faster they can happen and the more damage they can do. I, when people are on their phone, my little fake badge that I have flash that shit. And I'm like, you better fucking put your phone down. This time I won't be as nice. <laughs> I'm like, speed up, hurry, get out of there. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, but that's why I always have to drive. I mean, like, I there's certain friends I have who's who I absolutely do not get in a car with them if they're driving. But, you know, Tom, he's fine with me driving. So if I, if I need him to drive, he'll drive sometimes. He's a very good driver. But, 
you're younger than me. So we weren't in high school at the same time. I know, I think, I'm pretty sure our schools did play each other. Yeah, like one of those, the games where they play, like it's not a part of the actual season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think, I, I definitely remember going maybe like football or something. Or, or maybe now, I think maybe they're in a different, what do they call it? Division. Division. Yeah. So you went to Skyline. 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 And yeah, because I remember I had friends that I grew up with and went to school with. Then they transferred to Skyline because it was in a larger division. And they wanted to get like scholarships and stuff. So they would commute down to Skyline or there was another one too. We like when I was in high school, Skyline was one of the largest high schools as far as like the division goes. Now I go back to Utah and like the high school that I went to is like a tiny little division. And then you go out into like Sandy or Lehigh. You know what I'm talking about, Katie. These are like 9A schools. 5A used to be the top. Hi, this is Deborah Messing. And I'm Andana Dayani. We decided to create a podcast to introduce you to the people who inspire us most. These are the dissenters. The people who just made a decision one day to break down the establishment and build a new one. In the greatest times of grief or even the most ordinary of circumstances, many heroes will rise. You just have to take that first step. So please tune in. We can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. There are heroes everywhere. Discover them. Become one. We had to travel to like Cedar City. That's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like we, just shy of St. George. Like Tooele. <laughs> we'd have to go. Yeah. We'd have to travel really far when we play these games. Because you have to play your same division. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> Throughout the state. Yeah. Damn. Damn. That's a right. trek. I know. Utah's a big ass state. And especially in the wintertime, you know, when basketball season. I was a cheerleader. So that's why I went to the games. No, were you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my I don't God. seem you like a cheerleader. Huh? You seem nothing like a cheerleader. What What was your like high school persona? Who were you in high school? So I was like the the girl who was like definitely not a part of the popular kids. Like I connected with my little weirdos and my geeks, you know, like I was kind of a lone wolf. I didn't really have very many friends. Really, I had no friends in high school. Like I hung out with, you know, like Madison, who is my best friend from childhood. But I didn't really have friends in school. I, I went to school, went to class. My favorite thing to do was go to theater class. And I would go home and eat lunch with my mom. Really? Yeah. Like I, I did not have friends. Why? Just because the, the it was slim pickings or you just were not like a social butterfly type? It was just like g- girls just did not take kindly to like they just weren't into me, you know, and I think that's why I developed such a quick tongue. Because I was just born with mine. Were you? <laughs> yeah. No, I developed mine. Like as people started fucking with me more and more is when I was like, I'm not going to get physical, but like I'm going to verbally attack you to the point where like you won't want to talk to me ever again. And that's kind of what happened. Then they just started like doing other crazy shit. Like my car, I'd come out and it had like shit stuck to it. Ew. Yeah. You know, it's like whatever. The girls were really terrible in like middle school or junior high, what people call it. Yeah. I used to eat lunch with like my two friends by the health class, like not even in the cafeteria because that was such like a 
<laughs> horrific experience because there was clearly like the cool table. It was way more clicky and had that kind of social hierarchy in, in middle school where, you know, people were really becoming, you know, peer pressure and status and being cool and being popular. It wasn't like in elementary school where like everyone was just like friends and everyone played together and it, it became like something different, you know? And yeah, and I I hate that. I remember like coming home from school and like tears, like, mom, I want to change schools. I hated it. And then I got to high school and it was just very different because everyone was into very different things. Like, yeah, I did cheerleading, but I also was like in choir, in band, in drama. You did a lot of stuff. Yeah. So I had friends in so many different little areas. Yes. Totally. And even like the cheerleading squad, like some of them were like, they did like skiing. That was like their sport. So they were skiers or some of them were like gymnastics. It wasn't just like the same group of girls that always stuck together. Everyone was kind of in their own like social circles as well. Right. Like, and I would show up to school and I looked fucking hot every day. <laughs> I looked like a damn snack. I definitely but, didn't peak in high school. So <laughs> I, like I was lucky because I got my braces off like right when I entered seventh grade where everyone was like getting them on. Mine were coming off. And I just like kind of came into my own when I hit high school, like I was like, oh damn, okay. Like get the boobies up, put a little push up bra on, you know, little highlighter on the cheekbones. Like I was fucking popping. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know for who, you know, for you, for me. That's all that matters. And then I got a boyfriend, my, the end of my the junior year. And so it was just, I was just like bumping peepees with him all the time and I didn't need any. <laughs> so friends. you, how long were you in that relationship? I was with him from 17 until 20. Oh my God. I had like boyfriends, you know, like where they would be my boyfriend for like a month. It's like, I'm not going to like marry my high school sweetheart. Like oh, I totally we have different I was plans for our future. Oh, like when we broke up, I was so shook. I was like, oh my, I for sure thought that this was like the end all be all of my life. Damn. I know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Oh, that's like, that's kind of cute. It's like, it's such a naive, like hopeless romantic you know, vibe to have. Well, in Utah though, it's not. That happens all the time. Yeah, because girls will date the same dude all through like high school and then they'll go like on their mission for two years and they'll wait and then they'll come back when they're, you know, 19 and 20, get married and start popping out kids. I mean, for like, because we're talking, there's a lot of Mormons. My, one of my best friends from back home, she's a year older than me and she's already popping out her fourth kid. That's rough. When I was younger, I would like be like, mm, you probably just think, I hope maybe by the time I'm like 25, I'll be married and then I'll have my first kid by the time I'm 27. <laughs> like you plan everything out and you think it's going to go according to plan. It wasn't my plan, but it was like my kind of like projection of like what I could see myself. Cause I was like, I don't want to get married like right, you know, when I'm How too old were young. you when you married Tom? I was 30. Damn. So yeah, but we, we started dating when I was. 24, almost 25. But I'll be 30 when I finally get married to Rand. I for sure thought I'd be like popping out babies by now, like on second or third kid. I always looked at girls in Utah and the parents were always so young. And I loved that. I was like, you would look at their grandparents and you're like, wow, that's like awesome. You know, my grandparents were old as shit. They had like five generations. Yes. Still, <laughs> still around. 
Yeah. Utah is like such a mystery to people because everyone, when I tell them I'm from there, they're like, oh, are you Mormon? And I'm literally like half There's- drunk in a bar. I'm like, uh, no. Do you have more than one mom? I'm like, you're either just like trying to be a dick or like you really are that stupid. <laughs> Don't they not have alcohol there? I'm like, oh my gosh. There's different. Yes, there's of course different laws. Like there's not privately owned liquor stores on every single corner. Like there is in LA or in a lot of other places. Like you have to go get your liquor from the state liquor store. They tax 86%. They tax crazy and it's not open on Sundays. So you got to like plan ahead. And they only, they have like the little clickers on the top of the bottles when you go out to a bar. Yeah. And it. They're not free porn. They shit. ain't free porn. No, they're no. getting their nickels and dimes worth of every drop. And also, if you you can't order like a drink and a shot, or you can't have more than one spirit in front of you at a time. It's so strange. <laughs> but the because I worked at a restaurant, the Baja Cantina. Shout out to Baja Cantina, Park City. My mom was a general manager forever, my whole life. But people would come there from other states. And they would be like, oh, I can't taste the alcohol in my drink. And I get that because I like to taste my alcohol in my drinks. But I was like, well, I'm like, I promise you it's in there. And then I was like, but you also have to remember the elevation here is very high. Your blood is very thin. And they would have like three margaritas and be stumbling out of there. I'm like, so... Mr. I can't taste my alcohol. There's yeah, nothing right. in here. You're looking like Look a at you. real rookie now. <laughs> yeah. My whole thing was like, is Utah just like super religious or are they just really smart? Because that state is never in debt. Their economy is always thriving. And I think it's from all the drinkers. <laughs> They're like, we're fine. We got the liquor store bringing in 86% <laughs> per bottle. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's a very smart thing to do. But it's not as debilitating as some people think, or maybe they're just alcoholics. I don't know. It was like totally for us. It was normal. Like drinking there. It was just like, okay, I know I can't go on Sunday, so I'll stock up on Saturday. And like, that's it. Yeah. But then you could always rely on park city, the sin city of Utah. Is that what it's <laughs> called? Or just you? I used to get so white girl wasted in park city <laughs> all the time. So we went back to Utah together in October last year. And we went to, you went. Hey, we just went in January. I know, but I'm talking about when we went and we went to Main Street, me and your mom. Yes. And me and your mom like split a bottle of Prosecco. Yes. And you it was watched so, us And I watched you guys drink. But it was so much fun like hanging out like in my hometown with you. We've been back since obviously, but just, you know, hanging. Sitting on the rooftop of No Name, no name Saloon. The best bar ever. It just like every time I go there, it's like full on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And because it's while it's grown a lot it and the people that live there, like it's changed so much. When I go back, I'm like, mm, not really. There might be a new streetlight. <laughs> yeah, right. Or, you know, they're but, saying it because like the bartender they've known for 40 years is different now. <laughs> but I'm like, you should come to LA and see the turnaround there where it's like your bar just turns into something else every two years. That's crazy. I mean, there's, there's the establishments have been there for like 40 years. I want to be able to spend more time there. But, and then I got to go stay in the house that you grew up in. Yeah, you And did. sleep in your bed. <laughs> in my my old room. I know. I had like, I was trying to channel like Lala as a teenager. Being like, what does she do? I wonder if she ever jumped out that window. 
oh, I used to have guys that would crawl, that would climb up like the keys on the corner of the house. And they would crawl onto my balcony. They would come in your room? Yeah. They'd come well, in your room. parents' room? My parents, I don't know why they did it because I didn't have rules. Like, but my parents wouldn't care if they were there anyway. You know, like I was a good kid. I lost my virginity to my boyfriend when I was almost 18. Like I didn't have my first sip of alcohol until I was graduating high school. Didn't smoke my first joint until I was 21. I was just like a good kid. So it's like, come in the front door. You don't need to sneak into my room. I wasn't a bad kid because I, you know, I wouldn't like lie to my mom, you know, like she could put the pieces together. I'm like, I'm going to be spending the night at so-and-so's house. And she knew that their parents definitely weren't there, but she just didn't want me like driving. If I, she knew I was safe. If I, cause also if I ever needed her, she knew I would call her and I definitely did. So like there was a good line of communication, but I definitely like drank. I remember playing like King's Cup and quarters and all those stupid beer drinking games. If you were to ever play any of those games with me, I'm the worst. You can tell I didn't go to college. Well, I didn't see. I didn't go to college either. So like the whole flip cup thing and beer pong like wasn't a thing for me. Like we literally bounced quarters into cups. Like that was, <laughs> and I'm sure people still play that now. Isn't it but. sad how boring that would be if you were just playing with like sparkling water? You'd be like, this game sucks. Yeah, we used to play with Boone's Farm. Okay. What is that? It is like a malt beverage, like a wine cooler type thing where it's just, it's just definitely doesn't belong in your body. Definitely gives you a horrible hangover. It's just like pure sugar. But the problem is that everyone would have, so when you play King's Cup, you know, you draw cards. And if you drew a king, you had to pour like a quarter of your drink into a cup. And then whoever got the last king had to drink that. And so when people are playing different flavors or there's beer mixed in there, you're getting a nasty cocktail of like oh, everything. You're getting a migraine. Yeah, that was probably stupid. But <laughs> I used to drink. Do you, you know those red cups that you get when you go to like a pizza place? They give you the plastic like big red cup. I used to fill that full of Franzia. The box door, yeah. and I would just have a heyday. It would just be like whatever you could get your hands on. Like it was always like the Smirnoff raspberry twist. I mean, I still drink flavored vodka, but like I, I like to think it's like an elevated, or I'm like you know making into a cocktail and not just like passing around a bottle. It was so crazy. <laughs> I feel like most of the kids that I hung out with, they were like wealthy people. But for some reason, they like thought it was cool to act like they struggled. I'm like, you guys can afford like a bottle of wine. Why are we drinking a boxed wine? Like I could see if I was paying for it, why I would be drinking boxed wine? Because that's all I can afford right now. Yeah. But but when you're young, you don't know. You don't know. And you're like having like someone's brother or and all you know is like what tastes good or what's easy to drink. And normally it would be like the most bang for your buck. So it would be like like Pump. hypnotic. Did you ever drink <laughs> hypnotic? No, but I'm sure you did. I drank a lot of hypnotic. No, I don't. I've never had that. It would be a lot of beer. And and it would be the Utah beer. So the Utah beer was like a watered down version. Now I think they just changed it to it's like a full strength normal, but it was 3-2, which is like half of what for domestic. So when we're talking like whatever's made in the US, they like got their own little like weak ass batch of it so they could sell it in the grocery store and then you could go to the liquor store the state liquor store 
Monday to Saturday yeah. to get the the full strength beer. But so I remember like a pack of like 30 Keystones, Keystone lights were like 12 bucks or something. I wasn't a big beer drinker ever. Wait, did you live in LA already when you were 21? Yeah, I moved to LA when I was 20 or six months before I turned 21. So you will never know how amazing it feels when you turn 21 and you get to go to the state liquor store with your ID. Well, I did spend my 21st birthday in Utah. Did you go to the liquor store? No, but I finally like, I went to Baja and I ordered a margarita. Obviously, never ordered a margarita there. The one time I tried to go into a bar. Because they with, probably knew. You couldn't hustle them. It, God, no. Yeah. No. And and one time I tried to go into Cicero's with a fake ID. And because everyone in Park City knew everyone and they knew, you know, the manager was like immediately like, Katie, get the fuck out of here. Like, you're clear. And I was like, oh, damn. It lasted 30 seconds. My first <laughs> fake ID, Katie, said I got it when I was. 18. It said I was 30 years old. And I remember going to a club downtown. I give it to the guy and he holds it up to my face and he goes, this looks nothing like you. And I told, I remember exactly what I said. I said, for what I paid for this face, it better not look anything like me. (laughs) And he let me in. That's such a good, like, comeback. I don't know how it happened, but I was like, Holy shit. But you're you're quick with that. You got the quick wit. I'm a quick liar. Yes. <laughs> I was, I'm calling it wit. You can call it lie. But I I would have I would have literally started crying and ran away because I would have been just so embarrassed and just you're already so nervous because you're just like, there's such a small chance of this working because in Utah they're not it's not like in LA where they're kind of like letting, you know, you hear of like 18 year olds at the clubs no, and they it don't care. Work that way. In Utah, no, 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 no. You could be the hottest chick ever. You can wear whatever skimpy clothing you want. Put your boobs up. They are checking the ID, scanning it, putting it by your face. Like, they don't play. Clubs don't last long in Utah. Kind of well, in and out I mean, fast. it's not really like a club being kind of place. It's I like, know. I get offended when people are like, I've been there. It's really slow, the nightlife. I'm like, well, if you're going there, like pop bottles, of course. You're like in the wrong yeah, place. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to get the kind of experience that you're going to get in like Miami, New York, right. LA, Like Vegas. you go to Utah to like do sports and hike and ski. So I don't know why you were going out there to like turn <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, you definitely can, but… It just hits different there. When did people start calling you Lala? I've been called Lala since I was a little kid. Like it was always my nickname. My next door neighbor, Madison and Danny. I had never referred to myself as Lala. When I moved to LA, it was Danny Shea, who worked at Sir, who I grew up with, who was introducing me as Lala to everybody. And so it kind of just became my name. Yeah. So it was just a nickname from like your family and friends like growing up. And yeah. then it became… And when I got here, Danielle would be like, yeah, I'm I'm coming over with Lala. Or like, I'm just with Lala. And it just literally just became my name. Was it when it became your name? Is that when you really took on the persona? Or have you always had that? I'm always wondering like when the like the genesis of like Lala, like the give them Lala whole thing happened. We were like, let's get a pop and daddy. <laughs> that whole… I feel like I've always kind of been a little bit more outrageous and I say things for shock value. 
But back home, my friends would know like, oh, that shit, like Lauren's just being crazy again. Whereas when I moved out to LA, it rubbed people the wrong way. And so I got very intimidated by everybody and everything. Like, yeah, because a lot of people are like, who is this girl trying to like act like she's from the street when yeah, she's like and, and literally me, from Utah? Yeah, and and everyone was like, you're from Utah. I was like, I, I know where I'm from. Like, if you think that this isn't me trying to like be gangster with you, this is like, like my friends at home think I'm really funny. Like it rubbed people the wrong way. And I remember like Danielle was like, you need to stop wearing hoops. Danielle, Danny Shay. I stopped like being who I was for a really long time. And I kind of like was like in a shell. I would go out with her and I would feel very nervous. I just like didn't know who I was anymore. And finally, I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm putting my hoops back in. I'm going to act exactly how I want. And so I almost became like, it was like, I'm Lala. Like, I'm a hardened version. I felt like I had to defend who I was all the time. I didn't feel like I could be myself without kind of being more aggressive. You know, when you go from people like you're being yourself and people are like, oh, you're funny. It, it's kind of how you guys are with me now. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, oh God, Lala's yeah, because- talking about crazy shit again. <laughs> Well, no, because when I met you at first, yeah, you you had this like really tough exterior being like, I'll pop a bitch. And I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? I was like, I don't I don't know if I can get down with this chick. And then it escalated from there. But like, yeah, I mean, when you don't know someone or you don't understand that it's like part of like their sense of humor or maybe it's a defense mechanism or it's just kind of like a little bit of a front that they put out for yes. self-preservation or whatever it might be. Like it can definitely… Right. people the wrong way. So I get Well, that. and for me, it was like, I would, I was maybe a little bit like that back home. But then when I got into this space in LA, when it was like rubbing people the wrong way. And then I was like, fuck this. It's almost like I did it because I was like, you, you think I'm annoying to you now? Like, I'm going to shove it down your throat. I'm going to show you how fucking annoying and gangster I can become. So it did. It became a defense mechanism. LA is a really tough place to sort of find yourself in or find your groove or find your corner or pocket where you fit in because it's like everyone is faking it for the most part. You know, everyone is, everyone's trying to be someone they're not driving whatever car or living in a shitty apartment. It was all about whatever you putting out and like whatever you want people to think of you and not being an authentic self. So when you come in trying to be your authentic self and you're getting shit on for it, I'm trying to think of how I was. I mean, I was just just trying to survive pretty yeah, much. It was it was a survival thing cuz when yeah, when I moved here it was like started working 8 days a week and barely had time to make friends and stuff. Right. And I get that. Like when I moved out here, I was doing like fit modeling, anything I could do to like pay my rent on time and my bills. And on top of like, you want to start making friends and you came out here, you didn't come out here to be a fit model. You didn't come out here to work at a restaurant. Like every single person that moves out to LA, they have some sort of a dream and it can become very intimidating when you're like, people have to like me. It's all about money. Like I watch it in front of me all the time. It's a doggy dog, like pedal to the metal vicious grind that chews people up and spits them out. And that's why the turnover rate in LA is so high. I feel like because so many people come out here with the same dream and they don't realize that they're like one of a million and how hard it is. And especially when you come from a place of like, it's just, 
you know, Midwestern or just like down home, like, like values. From yes. Porch sitting. Yes. Yeah. That you have to come here and deal with a lot of bullshit that like it can change you and not always in the best ways. And it's hard to, it's hard to stick to your roots. It's hard to remind yourself like who you were. You can't be the person that you were in Salt Lake City or the person I was in Park City out here because that's not, you're not being met with any of that. It doesn't right, but work. but I also don't, for me, like I don't think everybody deserves to be around Lauren from Utah. Like I allow people who I know aren't going to judge me and who are going to be kind to see that part of me. Like people love to say, like, you're Lauren from Utah. I know exactly who I am and exactly where I come from. Trust me. I remember it every day. I, know, I love people like say that as if it's like an insult. It's not an insult. Like Utah was the best place to grow yeah, up. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And the values that I still have, you may not see them on TV, but that's because values aren't that fun to watch. Sorry, they're not. People of virtue and moral compass doesn't make for good TV. No, <laughs> it does not. So I like even though what's on Vanderpump Rules or what's on Instagram is very much like this is me. There's a whole other part that kind of just like makes up who we are. And no, getting to know Lauren from Utah is a fucking privilege. You don't just get that. I will say that because when I met you, I didn't meet Lauren from Utah. I met Lala, yeah. who pop a bitch. <laughs> And we like completely just repelled yeah. each other. And like, I feel like when I first met you, I was kind of like, okay, Utah. So I remember like asking you some questions like, where did you go to school? Do you know this person maybe trying to find some like common ground? And like, I felt like you just like weren't having it. Or maybe that was just my, my view of the whole situation. I think we both felt unsafe around each other. And I didn't know exactly why. I mean, I know a lot of people want to suspect things or assume that I was, you know, intimidated or jealous of you or whatever it was, but that really wasn't it. Like I, as much as I've struggled with or had my insecurities, I don't get like jealous of other women. I can understand where you are coming from now that I've been a part of the show for however many years and having new cast members come on. And some of them like to pop off. And I'm like, whoa, bitch. Yeah, you were very provocative when you came Very in. much so. Yeah. And, you know, I was 23. When I think about that, that's like a baby. You know, and people ask me all the time, like, what would you change about your younger self? And I'm like, nothing. Like, that's just how I acted. Like, you're asking me to regret things that really made me who I am today. And I think I'm pretty badass today. Like, I've taken on a lot of shit. And the fact I'm still standing, like many of us, like, why would I regret what made me this person? I can't. I agree. I'm, I don't regret things. I mean, yeah, there's things that are embarrassing or you could do the woulda, coulda, shoulda, but I learned something from them. Like, I, I can't go back and change that because then I wouldn't be who I am today. So I, I, I agree with that sentiment. But I think we definitely was like girl on girl crime. Oh, we both went. We were both savages. <laughs> I mean, I called you a whore. For me, it's like I, you came in. I didn't get to know you. So I just kind of formed opinions of what I thought of right. you. And it was just like not down for that. And then once I found out these rumors that you were like dating this guy who like 
maybe had a wife. We didn't, I mean, I didn't know the situation. I was like, oh, fuck her. She's a homewrecker. That's all I need to know. Case closed. Never going to be friends with this girl. Right. And I just like wrote you off completely. But you know, like shit happens, Katie, because for me to sit there and be like, I've never judged anybody in my life would be me on a fucking high horse. And I judge people all the time. That's what this bong is. It's about it's the fact that we all do it. It's not about being like, we shouldn't. We're all going to do that. It's a, it's innate in us. It's like whether we do it for sport, defense, because we genuinely are an asshole. I don't know. Like for many reasons, we love to judge and make snap judgments of people. Of course. And I that's do it. fine. I do it all the time. For me, I've like I now as I get older, I can see what I'm going into the rabbit's hole of just like becoming a jealous psycho bitch. I'm like, okay, you're feeling inferior to whoever it may be that day. You're feeling like you're not doing as much as they are and you're becoming jealous. So you need to like check yourself. Whereas before I was totally just like on this high horse of I'm not. No, I don't. I don't do this. I don't judge. I don't do any of that. Like I don't get jealous of anybody or anything. Now, as you get older, I think it's easier to to say those things. Well, it's because we're able to recognize those things. We don't we're not able to call ourselves out or hold ourselves accountable for our emotions because we don't know how to process them when we're 25, 24 years. We really don't because our frontal lobes, our brain is still forming. And we're still growing up. Our EQ is extremely low when we're young like that. So it's like now being able to like look back in hindsight. It's always 2020. But yeah, even now it's like I can recognize when I'm just being judgmental. And I feel like it it does a disservice to ourselves when we close ourselves off or we write somebody off or just decide to put them in a box and shove it away. Because like with you and I, I on my first episode, I was talking about how... <laughs> Remember the movie, The the Parent Trap, when the two, like, they were, like, at war at camp. Yeah. The sisters, they didn't know they were sisters. And they're at war trying to just, like, sabotage one another. And then they get locked in a cabin. And then they find out all the stuff they have in common. With, I mean, we're not, like, twin sisters. But, like, <laughs> when we let our guards down and finally we're able to just, like, apologize and accept each other and, like, then begin to just relate Right. And then we found out that we were way more like, and maybe that's something to do with why we were attacking. Yeah. I think so too. I think that's, yeah, it was like looking into a mirror. (laughs) Because we had the same fighting style, the same defense style. Like when that happens, it's like trying to fight myself. Yeah. I get annoyed when people try to bring that up still, by the way. Did you forget Yeah, I actually did because that's what you do when you make up with someone and you say sorry. You're supposed to forget. I hate that saying, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. I'm like, well, then what's the point of forgiving? Like if you're going to hold on to that piece, what's the point? Yeah, you got to rise above that. Yes, I. if I'm forgiving, I'm fucking forgetting. It's in the past. Like I'm not looking. I at would it hope anymore. to forget because, like, who wants to replay all of that same memory and shit in your head all the time? Like, People want awful. us to do that a lot, Katie. I know, and then they they try to say that. Oh, now I'm just using you for for vacations and private jet. <laughs> like I'm like, wow, they're using us to go to Lake Mead. Like, what a buzzkill! I wish we could take them cooler places. 
Who has to use someone to get to Lake Mead? But they're acting like that's the only reason why I became friends with you is because suddenly like you had something they to offer me. There's perks. I think people think that every time we're together, like if we go anywhere, like, hey, want to go to the mall? Fuel the jet. It's not like, like people think that. I know. I, I'm sorry to disappoint everyone that we're not just like going everywhere that you see us going on a private jet. Sometimes, guess what? I got my own money and can buy my own damn plane ticket. But that's just how people are. Like they were so concerned with why certain people were not on the trip. It's like, like enough already. There's always something to nitpick. I know. Because we just love to do that. It's it's fun to, to pick away at things, I guess. I don't know. But I just wanted to clear that up a little bit because it bothers me. Because to me, I'm just like, why can't people just be like, wow, like here's two women who were attacking each other, apologized, owned the mistakes and the things that they said and have since moved forward and formed a really like amazing, beautiful friendship. Why can't that be the thing to focus on? Why is it always they want to focus on like, oh, well, she called you a whore one time. I'm like, oh my God. Because that's what people click on. If you're looking at comments, like there is more times than not love and maybe a handful of people that are miserable. That's something else I wanted to talk about is like, the things that people do socially that are really annoying. I was on, I clicked on a BuzzFeed article a few days ago and I was just like, oh my, I was going through just like annoying things that people do that people were writing in about. Some of the stuff they're saying. So I want to like try to recall some of it and ask you if the, the, you find those things annoying or if you're guilty of doing those things. Okay, wait to ask me. <laughs> okay. When it's like traffic's backed up and like there's a left turn lane or there's an exit off a freeway and people don't get over. They go all the way to the, the very last minute and then they want to cut in front of people. Annoyed. You I don't do that. do that. Okay. No. That's Randall right. does that shit. Annoyed. Well, we don't, we won't need to talk about Randall's driving. <laughs> just, just rewind and listen to me talk about how I always must drive because other people's driving scares you. Scares me to death. When people wear headphones, but like all of the time. Annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Tom does that sometimes. I and I'm like, that. and I'm like talking to him and I'm like, are you listening to me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, can you take out your headphone? Because like when you have it in, it's like that. Cause to me, that's the universal sign of like, don't bother me. Don't bother me. There's something more important that's coming through my earphones than what is right in front of me. Yeah. I don't like it. That shit. Okay. That shit. Thank God. Okay. Oh, okay. So like, you know, when you have something, it's in like your fridge or it's like a leftover and like, you're like, oh my God, when I get home, I'm going to devour that. I cannot wait. And you get home and it's gone. Annoyed. I don't do that. If there's leftovers in the fridge that aren't mine, I will not touch them because I'm like, that's somebody's and they're probably excited to get home and eat that shit. Yeah. Tom has definitely done that to me a few times because you know what? A lot of times I won't end up eating it, but he'll ask me like, are you going to eat this? I want to eat it or I'm going to toss it and I'll say like yes or no, but then he won't ask me and it'll be the one time that I've that been you like, were gonna eat I'm it. like saving it like yeah, specifically. No, annoying. Oh. Okay, this kind of goes along with like the fridge thing. So like, you know, when there's, when you have things out or something or something you're trying to keep track of and someone either like throws it away or moves it or puts it somewhere and doesn't tell you. That annoys me when people do that, but I do that to other people. 
because I look at other people like they don't care as much as I do. And I'm like, they don't care about this because if they did, they would have put it away and it's out of place. So I'm throwing it away. Tom will have like a like his water bottle that's been sitting there for like a few days and he's it's his. So I'm like, I'm like, we, we're very good at picking up after each other. Like we'll also like, you know, take one for the team and do like a nice clean around the house. But sometimes when we're both like kind of holding out and I see something and he doesn't do anything. But then I have like something new or fresh that he's like dumped or thrown out. I'm like, oh, really? You're this bothered you so much that's been sitting here for 10 minutes. But that water bottle that's been chilling in the middle of the room for the last week. Have you just like gotten used to it being there? Has it become like a permanent fixture? Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> this one really bothers me because also I don't like being in like tightly crowded places. When you're like on a sidewalk that's kind of crowded and people are walking really slow or for whatever reason, I think when people have a stroller, they think that suddenly everything needs to revolve around them. And I get like, it must be hard, you know, when you're, you got a baby and you're dealing with stuff, but they walk in the middle and then they'll just stop. Annoying. Or when there's people that are like walking in like a, a line. Yes. And, and they don't move. And they don't move. And you're like, where out? Do you want me to jump into the traffic no, on the street so or annoying. into this bush? I will say the one thing I'm good at is being like, what would annoy me? That would annoy me. So like I'm, I'm pretty aware of the people around me. Like I can say, okay, this person is driving very quickly. I should get over out of the fast lane. Yeah. And then move back. Or, and then they don't. And then they're driving the same speed as the person in the lane next to them. So then suddenly no one can pass. Because for me, I know when we learn to drive that you're supposed to be looking at everyone, not just in front of you, but like the people, you got to be taking it all in. The peripherals need to be turned on. So I don't, under- I don't understand if people are like sleeping or they're just like in the zone or just completely tuned out. Yeah. I'm fine with people calling me annoying, like whatever. I just don't ever want to be known as clueless. Unless I'm Alicia Silverstone. Exactly. <laughs> and I got her wardrobe in her house, in her car. Okay. The final one. This is probably the thing that annoys me the most that people do in public. And I forever will never, ever, ever understand it. When people FaceTime or have their phone on speaker in public and they don't have headphones in. Annoying. It is it is the most selfish thing that you can do to think to think that everyone wants to hear your conversation and it's it's loud. It's loud. It is loud. And people do it in nail salons on the plane one time forever. The plane when when it's like you're sitting there waiting for everyone to board and the person next to you is like like sometimes they're like they're like barely talking, but they're just like bored. So they're like have this person on the phone and you're like, do you want to put a headphone in right now? Because like I'm trying to enjoy like my peace and quiet or I'm reading something. And then right now, like your stupid, dumb conversation is like interrupting me. Yeah. No, I don't do that. No one should do that. However, when I'm around like friends or family, like if if we were to have girls night and someone called me, I depending on I would read the room, but I'm so terrified of putting a cell phone to my ear that I usually have my phone on speaker. Okay, that's fine. If you're like, oh, so-and-so is calling me. Can I just answer, you know? Yeah. And that's fine. Then everyone can go, hey, but I'm talking like 
No, you're I in line like at a store. You're on a plane where it's like you're you're now just like being annoying and disruptive no. to the entire mm-hmm. like. I don't like it. Annoying. Annoying. Wow, most of the things on the list I did not do. I don't do. Throw yeah, people shit out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine because I know you like you're you're very neat and tidy, and someone's gonna leave stuff, but. But I figure you don't care about it. Like if my girls leave toys out and I and I tell them if it's left out again, it goes bye bye because there's another child who doesn't get who doesn't just get to go to Target and get whatever they want. So okay, it's going to yeah. go to them or it gets put away. Yeah, Tom, I've tried to explain to him because I mean, and I'll do it too. Like I'll leave some like I've got shoes or things but like he he wants to be able to leave things I just out because he's like, well, then I what if I can't find it? I'm like, well, that's why I tell you like in this drawer is where we keep all the lighters. So there's no reason why after you're done lighting candles that you don't just put it back in there. Why does it, why does it need to just sit out on the counter? Why do your headphones need to just be spread out? Like, why do you have to take your socks off and just leave them like right on the couch? Yeah. <laughs> it maybe is a dude thing. It know. is a dude thing. You should see the side of our bed on Randall's side. It's just a pile of clothes. I'm like, why do you think that the side of your bed is just like a closet or a hamper? Like pick this up. And because they want to be able to like find something when they need it. I'm like, but is it really that much work if you have to open a drawer? No, it's not. <laughs> it's very frustrating. And also when you're more organized, then you're able to find things. Everything. I've tried to teach Tom like how to like fold things. I'm like, when you fold them the right way, it takes two extra minutes at most but then you can see it and you can find it and then it looks nice and it's not, you know. Oh my gosh. There's nothing that makes me more turned on than a super organized drawer and closet. My closet needs to needs to be addressed. Well, I, I haven't been like in my closet much. Oh no, right now. Not- the other day I took time to organize my sweatpant drawer because I was like, <laughs> if any, I'm using these a lot. I'll go in and like look at my clothes and be like, I have so many damn clothes and I don't know when I'm going to ever wear these again because all I wear is like Lululemons and sweatpants and house clothes or workout clothes. Soft clothes, basically. That's all I'm wearing. And so I'm like, do I get rid of that? Like, what do we do? Right now it's just a museum, basically. My closet is just like artifacts now from <laughs> what my, <laughs> like what once was. I'm like, I'll put on jeans every once in a while, but I like thinking about like now that I've ventured out a little bit more, like maybe gone to like dinner out somewhere, I like have a kind of like miniature panic attack because I'm like, I don't know how to dress for like public. Oh, Randall (laughs) asked me to go to dinner tonight and I was like, we need to do it tomorrow because I have to emotionally prepare. Like there's no way. You're asking me to pick out something to put on that isn't sweatpants. And I'm going to have to put a face on, which Lord knows I haven't done that in months. I don't even think I remember how to put a false eyelash on. Sometimes I get a little adventurous. I'll put on some eyeliner. <laughs> but like all I, all I can do is like skin, some rouge, gloss and mascara. Like that's, yeah. But I think the standards for everything have been lowered. I don't know when this is going to end. I think I think it's going to be a big comeback in October and November is going to be really scary and then hopefully there's a vaccine which people may or may not be down for. There's been the expedited thing to get a vaccine and I know some people that makes them a little nervous because they're like well 
let's say they find one that works, but like after like what are the side effects or yeah, because sometimes the long term effects. So I think that's why some people are a little apprehensive about it. But you know what? Like whatever it takes to be able to like open up businesses again, so people can go back to work. We can start filming our damn show again. I mean, I would love to get back to freaking work. So I just keep thinking about all of the things that we thought were like, it's my right to go into a restaurant and eat. Like, no, that that alone is That's a, a luxury. That's a luxury. It's a luxury. Like me just going over to my friend's house is a privilege and a luxury. Like that is not my right. This time has definitely shook me up. When it first happened, I was like cracking jokes and being like very uh, curb your enthusiasm about it. And then as it's gone on, it's like, you know, I I know when shit gets real. I'm the type of person where when things just happen, like it takes a minute for me to like, is it real? What's really happening? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it it doesn't, you know, I came over with all my little conspiracy theories. I was like, this is not a real thing. Oh no. (laughs) Which is a scary thing that that's become so mainstream that this whole like, conspiracy theory these grifts online of like I, I won't get too far into it but like it's a little freaky that people don't just do a little deeper dive to find out like factual information well babe people are really bored right now people are bored I've been talking about recreational outrage and how frustrating that is for so long because I, I mean I get it I know where it's coming from people um, are frustrated they're bored they're out of work they're scared they're frustrated um, they're you know on unemployment they're unemployed uh, so many things lead to that but it's just it's gotten a little cray cray on the, <laughs> the, the interwebs. I, I get it. Where people are just like looking for shit to be mad at. And I'm like, oh my God, take a walk. Take a walk. Go outside. Mm-hmm. I get you. I know. But what's something that people just would be surprised to find out about you? I don't know if people would be surprised to find this out, but my feelings get hurt so easily. Like, I would say most people think that I I can take a lot, but I cannot. Like the tiniest little comment will make me feel like a little insecure and bummed out. When I go out into the world, that's why I have to become this like la-la person where I can just like be a pit bull and not, and not let people affect me because if I am the person who I really am, which is like sensitive and gets her feelings hurt, my whole day's ruined. I feel you. You know? Yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, I'm trying to think if I do a similar thing. I don't think I do. I just stay inside. <laughs> if I'm feeling, if I'm a, feeling. That's the way it affects you. Yeah. No, I was talking to Tom and I was just like, I might have like a minor agoraphobia. Like as much as I love, I love socializing. I have fun talking with Can people. I and I, like, I think I have that too. I just sometimes the, just the mere thought of being like, I'm going to have to like chit chat with somebody and I just can't do that right now. Like I I was kind of like that before this happened Uh, (laughs) to a different degree. (laughs) Now it's like turned up all the way to 10. Yeah. Or if I'm just like, I have to put on a bra and like grow clothes. Like so I just, I can't be bothered sometimes. I can't either. All I want to do is take a hot bath three times a day and (laughs) get in my bed. (laughs) I love that for you. Thanks. I love that journey for you. (laughs) 
Well, this has been really fun. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm really proud of you. Thanks. And I, and I was on yours not too long ago. When, um, when can, so it's Give Them Lala with Randall. Give Them Lala with Randall. A new episode airs every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Yeah, baby. Do you want to tease some of your makeup line that's coming out? Because you just, you're, you're rolling out new um, shades of lips. Yes, we… And you have bronzers. Yes. But I just bought all four of them. I love that you did that. <laughs> you're so nice. I needed baby. all of them. We have we relaunched and so we have the new lips, we have the bronzers. We'll be coming out with three eyeshadow palettes that have nine colors each. And we are just like banging that's the next thing to to relaunch. And we're just gonna have product after product, you know? It's awesome. And you can get your goods at givethemlala.com. Woohoo. <laughs> All right, well, I love you and thank you so much for Anything for you, boo. (laughs) Well, until next time, y'all. Later. Thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to subscribe. Leave a rating and review. Follow along on social at Music Kills Kate. And tune in next week for an all new episode. 